I'm Nadine. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs, your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. This episode, we are discussing the 19 Kids and Counting episode, Grand Old Duggars. This was the 10th episode of the 10th season, and it aired in October 2012. We will be discussing Michelle's infamous laundry room breakdown, the muddled origins of the Jessa-Jana feud, and Jana's breakdown at an ATI conference over some possibly misdirected sibling resentment. Who can say for sure? We certainly can't, but it's not going <laughs> to stop us from discussing anyway. We have lots and lots of theories. Yes, as always. Um, but before we get into that, let's cover some Duggar current events. Not much has gone on since we last recorded, since we last spoke to you listeners. But, I mean, anything you want to note yeah, I, I will say not much has happened, but mm. that is not stopping us from letting our imaginations run yes. absolutely wild over the little shreds of mm-hmm. content that they are releasing. So first of all, Jessa dropped a vlog today. Okay. Um, did you showing- watch? The, did you watch the whole thing? No, okay. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to watch the whole thing. It Those was a lot are of like, long. They're pretty long. I usually yeah. do, and I pro- like. Yeah. To be honest, probably will. <laughs> yeah. But I was just so okay. It is truly like. 15 minutes of like airline travel. So they went down to this like family friends wedding in Florida Mm -hmm. and I was absolutely floored. And so stop. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Okay. I was stop. Put myself in prison um, for that. Um, But no. Okay. I was just like absolutely aghast taken aback completely just like jaw on the floor over these like these five seconds of jessa showing her family fully there's like full dancing at this wedding there were like lights there was like disco strobe stuff they 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 were line dancing to the ymca there was ben on the dance floor like holding henry while doing some weird little shuffle that's very Um, very scandalous I was so <laughs> shook. I could not believe it. I, I, I just, who's wedding? Like, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, can't, I don't. I have no idea who they know in Florida. I mean, yeah. the Kellers, but this certainly was not Keller. Yeah, wedding. I mean, it, it it looked like a nice wedding. Like they were all sitting down. It was like at a venue. It looked like yeah. legit, like a real there was, wedding. Like, yeah. Full dancing and um. Oh my, okay. I does love Jessa, it. Wait, does Jessa dance in it? Well, that's the thing that I'm okay. wondering. Like, she was clearly recording a lot mm-hmm. of it, but also not that much. She was only a couple seconds of her recording. So I I want to think that she was actually, like, dancing. Yeah. And after she, like, lost a little bit of... And I, you know what? I want to say that she had a glass of red wine oh. and went ham on that dance floor. <laughs> and... No. Oh, fuck, no, she's pregnant. No, oh, she is pregnant, Yeah. No, she def okay. <laughs> no red wine. I just do think that she danced. I I just like I can't imagine her. I mean, if Ben and the kids were, how was she not? Especially that's the thing. Like just because I'm sure all of the kids were at some point, and was- I totally I okay. could see her like out of spite, just sitting there on the sideline and like absolutely refusing to. But something tells me she. I maybe I just want to believe yeah. that she danced. Is this the same trip where I recently saw photos where they like went to the beach and the kids were in like actual bathing suits? 
Yes, yeah. So that's the thing too. So which leads me to believe it's possible that Jessa did something as wild as dancing. Something about that Florida air just making people crazy. I know. Yeah. All inhibitions go out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them, honestly. Um okay, also mm-hmm. the kids were wearing bow ties and it's literally just so adorable when little I kids know. wear bow ties it's to so me. I'm like, there's there's nothing cuter in the world than like I know. somebody who's the size, like the height of your knee, like fully dapper and like oh, no. <laughs> um, spruced up. For that. Just yeah, like no, it, it looked, right. Yeah. yeah. Also, there is speculation that Jim Bob may finally be relenting and granting Jessa and her growing family yes. a much deserved you know yeah. upgrade from yeah. their tiny little one bedroom which god like finally they are already so crowded in there how can they so not be? again yeah. the labor issue of it all <laughs> the um yeah but yeah. this is just because jessa posted a photo of her and ben shopping for accent shares mm-hmm. and the shares were pretty pricey i zoomed in yeah they were like over two wait how much 300 yeah, like it was okay. 2.99 yeah i was gonna say like that doesn't look like you're buying used and saving the difference no it looks like honestly i think they're getting like okay again we have zero we have like almost zero evidence for this but i do think they're getting a pretty big upgrade like i don't know i don't even know what i'd have to imagine no. they're getting a bigger home and some cash to be mm-hmm. able to afford the new furniture and right right you know, also just some... Like, do you think the Jim Bob is going to sell the house or keep the house in the family? I think they'll keep it in the family. Yeah. Because I would say, like, if he sold it, then they would get, like, the proceeds of that. But, yeah, it's been in the family so long, they'll just save it for whoever needs it next. And they're going to need it soon, you know? Whoever needs to give birth on the couch or the toilet next. Oh, my God. Maybe Justin is moving in there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We don't know. That's like another top decker mystery that us internet sleuths has not yet been able to crack. Like where Claire and Justin are going to settle down after their honeymoon. True. True. She lives in tech or her family lives in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know there's speculation that he's going to go there, but I don't know. I I think it would make sense from everything we've seen and how close he is to that family. Her Um, mom's obsessed with him. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him moving on to Texas. And also at this point, I think, I think it's safe to say that it wasn't filmed for TLC. What do you think? The wedding, the spreading, Oh, the spreading. Um, I mean, why do you think it wasn't? Okay. The only, I mean, the reason why I don't think it Mm -hmm. was is because they released this like pretty well edited little video okay. showing their wedding. Yeah, they wouldn't um, do. Yeah, yeah, and I can't imagine TLC with like their like non compete and non disclosure stuff would allow that to happen right before like an episode aired showing right, it. Right, because um, it showed quite a lot. It showed it did it showed the first kiss. It showed you know their yeah. first love. It showed quite a lot. And I guess not. But then it's like weird because if they're filming. I don't know. I don't know when they filmed whatever season is coming up. Like, I don't know when they filmed it, but if they filmed it during the wedding, how would they not include it? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to like, yeah yeah maybe it's like maybe it's like they decided to write justin off the show and pretend he just like (laughs) i could i can also see them doing that i just i'm I'm just so curious to see how it's gonna pan out because i think it's going to like set a precedent for how they're gonna deal with like the other younger kids who may like be branching out and may not like right i don't know i just think there's like generally less interest in some of the other ones yeah i agree we'll see how that pans out 
And then last bit of Dagger Current Events, Ginger has emerged from her postpartum hibernation mm-hmm. to shoot a hostage video with Jeremy for TLC. Um, yeah, yeah, I honestly like didn't watch it. I just read about other people watching it. Mm-hmm. Did, did you watch it? I did, yeah. Okay. It was weird. It was just it was weird because it was like they gave no update. They were like, We are doing fine. Like they yeah, went on camera to say so nothing is wrong weird. and we're cool. Like we're okay. We're not divorced. We're alive. That's I mean, like that yeah. was this I feel like that's the subtext and that's mm-hmm. what other mo- a lot of people got from it. Yeah. Because usually it's like an announcement. It's like we're pregnant, we're doing this, we're doing that. And this time it was just like we're doing fine. I and know. nothing's wrong. No real update. Just an update right. of you know, surviving. Yeah. Ginger looked better than we've seen her in some Instagram photos in terms of like, just, I don't know. She looked rested and she looked happy. Yeah. Um, or than we've seen also. Okay. A weird thing that I noticed about that video is that we never saw Evangeline's face. face. I did hear that, which is weird. She's shown her, has she shown the baby's face on it on social media though? Maybe not. We should check, but it's just it's right. So- oh wait, I see the babies. Oh yeah, it's like right after the birth. Oh yeah, there's there's a couple. Well, there's like two, like right after she gave birth, and then like at home, and then after that, no. Whenever I type in ginger in Instagram, it always autocorrects to finger. It's like no. <laughs> yeah, it was just a very strange video because the entire time. Yeah. Like they were looking at the camera and then she was holding her baby's face like completely into her chest. So it yeah, wasn't very cool. weird. It's just, it's also weird because of how what a sea change from how they were with Felicity, like right mm-hmm. after she was born. It was ah. like she was an ev- yeah. <laughs> famously, yeah. Yeah. It was granted the nickname prop because in every photo they truly like prop her up to see the camera. It's mm-hmm. like right. I know. So it is just something to know. Maybe th- maybe their thoughts about privacy or no way because their life is based on showing us everything well then what is happening i have I don't no know. idea unless unless they want to limit it so that people want to i don't know see it on the show i don't know i just think like something weird is going on my spidey senses are tingling <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe I'm just looking for, like, meaning where they're... I don't know. I just want there to be, like... Something juicy? Yes, I obviously oh, yeah, always want for there sure. to be something juicy. But yeah. also, I don't know. I feel like... I feel I have an instinct that there is, like, more that we're going to learn about. I maybe. hope so. I, I, I honestly... I think they're probably saving it for the show. They're going to, like... Right. But they would never, yeah. on the show, like, admit to any like issues within their marriage well maybe they might to like save it they clearly need yeah. a storyline right and then it'll make them seem more um like relatable and if it's on the show they can completely shape and craft the narrative because we That's do know true. they have pretty like strong editorial mm-hmm. you know input over That's true. the show you know true so maybe that's I'd stick around for that for another couple seasons if they started being more. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like finally ten years and getting to the good part now. Yes. Oh, I love um, that. yeah. That's obviously like dream scenario that turns out from all of us. But yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll see. Well, oh, that is it for Duggar Current Events. All right. So this episode, the Duggars do a bunch of nothing. No, they visited. <laughs> they visit the Grand Ole Opry. 
see they see the girls speaking at ATI conference, and mm-hmm. they also start off the episode with Michelle and some of the kids going to this charity laundry event called Laundry, laundry Love. Love. Yes, mm-hmm. um, it's at a local laundromat. I guess the idea is that they help people who they just like. Yeah, they are there to pay for people's laundry and, like, give them food give while them they food wait. Which, like... And, obviously, some kind of, like, ministry. And uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a clusterfuck, but I guess it's, like, a thing. But before Michelle and the kids leave the house, um, they talk about how Grandma Mary does all the laundry. And Michelle says that, or Michelle or one of the kids said that one time, Mary had wasn't there for, like, a week or two. And there, or I think right before they filmed this, like, Mary was gone for a Okay, week. yeah. And there were just, like, mountains and mountains of laundry. And Jim Bob makes this joke to Michelle and says, like, it'll, be, it'll all be here when you get back. I guess <laughs> in regards to, like, every, all the chores, everything she has Giving to do. Giving some show. of that godly encouragement to the right, women. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It'll never um, end and you're trapped. Yeah. Uh, so people have talked about in the fandom a lot about the like infamous laundry room breakdown. Mm-hmm. Do we know when that happened? Good question. Yeah. Because I thought that was what led to Grandma Mary helping, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So this is right. It's It looks like right after Joe was born. Right after he was born. Was- 95 oh, okay wow okay so pretty early on honestly yeah okay so where did this originate that we just know that she had this breakdown she did not mention this on any show right i believe she has mentioned it on some sh- like some episodes older episodes of 19 kids and counting okay um but maybe not in so many words I, I don't think the words laundry room breakdown were no, ever used by any yeah, I yeah. just do think that I'm sure if we comb back through old, older episodes, there are instances where they refer to like, or when Michelle will tell the story, like euphemistically, like, yeah, I was just in the laundry room one day and cried out to God for help. And then yeah, realized yeah, 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 I need yeah. more help. And I think she also integrates a lot, the story into explanations about where the jurisdictions, you know, come mm-hmm. from and where the buddy system was born and everything. Oh, she talks about it in her book, too. Like, Okay, okay. I think it is public knowledge. But, yeah, and it's um, confirmed, and yeah, it's real. Right, yeah. right. But while I was doing research for this episode, I came across this, um, I think I mentioned it last episode, too, mm-hmm. this conference that Michelle is invited to speak at. It was about a decade ago, mm-hmm. actually around this time this that this episode was filmed, okay. around there. So she goes to a conference to pick up a Mother of the Year award, because, of course, we all know that yeah mothering of the year award is given not to the person who does the most mothering but right. who births the most children for exactly. other people to mother yeah. um really godly <laughs> you know godly yeah. march that she's yeah. she's marching there but um yeah so she goes to this conference and it entails her doing this sit down interview with the wife of this like iblp leader i think the head at the time and she goes so far in depth about mm. her laundry room breakdown and talks about it in like really, really heavily religious terms that like mm-hmm. the indoctrination just like was like front and center. Of, yeah. It seemed, it just like made it seem so much more creepy and like knowing the full extent of it. I don't know. The trauma jumped out is what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I, just, I think about it in a completely different way. Like I, I sent the video to you. Do you yeah, want to yeah. like, so like listening to it, I was honestly surprised by how much she revealed that. Yeah. Right. Saying that not in these words, but this is what I got that 
I have so many of these kids and I love them so much, but I can't handle being a mom to this many kids. Like I can't do this is essentially what she was saying. And she was saying it through her tears and at at one 30 in the morning in the laundry room. And the fact that she's doing this there, that, that she, that she can't tell her husband that she can't look to him for help because she's overwhelmed. Like that speaks volumes. Yeah. It was so intense. And also something that like, I came away with from that talk that yeah. made me like reframe it. it. It doesn't seem like it was a singular instance. She was mm-hmm. like, the kids see me crying and crying yeah, every because- time I was doing laundry. It seemed like, yeah, this and- was like a very bad depressive episode right. for her. She says that um, she starts singing like a hymn through her tears to get through it. And then she said after that, she would do that again and again over and over and her kids would her kids would see her singing that through tears to get through this like severe anxiety what the fuck could you I know. like a four-year-old watching your mother sob and sing no. as she's doing laundry like what an incredibly like pivotal like yeah. actually literal traumatic moment mm-hmm. for these children i would never forget that if i saw that as a four-year-old no, or five-year-old absolutely. that would definitely be one of those mm-hmm. like pretty formative memories oh yeah like, for what sure. the fuck okay. is happening and what was i born into and what is my family and i don't know i, I know. just i obviously it sounded so serious like it sounded like this woman needed urgent medical attention and obviously she's Absolutely. had so many kids that like i have no doubt that it's some combination of like overwhelm postpartum like mm-hmm. not having yeah. any help being trapped in these like antiquated gender roles and literally not being able to go to gym bob and be like fucking pull your way here you know right she even says something in the in that clip about um about just like putting on a smile and essentially like keeping sweet but also exposing how it's literally impossible to do i feel like that's that's Mm -hmm. also why the video was important is because it shows that like fundamentally it is not possible to keep sweet and do laundry for nine kids and be like a joyfully available wife and not exactly you know require help Mm -hmm. from anybody else you know like literally it drove her to a a, like a mental breaking point like that she still gets emotional talking about like so many years later and we'll include we'll like insert the clip here because it's truly Mm -hmm. chilling you said something earlier about a, a turning point for you when you made a conscious decision to make the joy of the lord your strength would you mind just repeating that Um, I think there's a message to moms uh, on our website, and to expound on that a little bit, um, I was uh, standing in my laundry room, ironically, that's the place that we would spend a lot of time, and it was probably like 1.30 at night, uh, in the morning actually, and I was just crying, and I was just talking to the Lord, and I was saying, Father... Surely you've picked the wrong person for this job, you know. I just, I am so inadequate. I feel so not capable of doing this job that you put before me. You've given me all these precious little gifts, and I love them to death, but I think I'm going to go nuts. I don't know how I'm going to keep up this pace. And, you know, I think it was at that point that God's, Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart, remembering the words of a wise, older woman that had shared with me long before this time. She said to me, Michelle, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And choosing to smile and to love 
and to hug on those little ones, even when you felt like crying and you were too tired to just do one more thing. And that came to my mind at that point as I was standing there in that laundry room. And I just cried out to God and I said, Father, I need you. I feel like I'm not capable. And I feel like the ship's going to go down. And I began to sing through my tears. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I would sing that for days. My children watching me with tears streaming down my cheeks sometimes at home. And when I really was ministering to my heart was God was saying to me that verse that became my life verse at that point, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me that my grace is sufficient for you. It was true. No. It was like the strongest cult vibes I've ever been able to like point. Yeah. It's yeah, for sure. Pretty yeah. indisputable, but that's something like very brainwashy is going on here. And like that she and that she is a mom that other people in their circles like look up to as an yeah, example. Yeah, I know. That's the other like fucked up response is that all like the, yeah. the lady who was interviewing her was like, "Wow, what a what a great expression of Christian faith." And yeah. It's like, okay. Can can you explain that better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. It's pretty harrowing. I do like it's one of those things that I feel like is like snarked upon pretty frequently and pretty lightly, but it sounded fucking intense. And I do think I know the snarkable elements is like all the things that we talked about in terms of the indoctrination and like the mm-hmm. cultiness of it all. But damn, this sounded crazy serious and like really. Absolutely. And like, it's something right. Like she could never say like, Oh, you know what? I need to, I really think I need to talk to somebody. I really think I need therapy. Like, no, her therapy is singing and crying through her right. tears. Like, well, the most, the single most like yeah. tangible outcome from this is she says that this is when Grandma Mary took over the laundry. Or I think mm-hmm. at, maybe it was another family friend at that point who came to help out. But by the time like this episode, Grand Old Duggars is filmed 2012, yeah. it looks like Grandma Mary is doing, like we said, 100% of the laundry. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things going on in this family around laundry and that laundry room and. <laughs> the mountains yeah. of clothes that they have the, there's also the irony of they go out to help other people do their laundry and yet are entirely incapable of doing their own fucking laundry so <laughs> fucking true oh I my mean, god yeah i actually think that this like charity thing that they did is like when you compare it against a lot of other charity things that they do like actually pretty fucking helpful right there's a point to it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it'd be it'd be literally a dream come true if i walked into the laundromat and didn't have to pay fucking 15 dollars for two right. loads i mean some of their other charity involves like going to like hurricane disaster sites and like praying over the sites yeah like, not really. yeah I know. <laughs> you know i feel like this is actually kind no. of like it helps people you know how for the one thing they did a good right. job it, for them you know yeah yeah i mean it helps them like right, right exactly. now good luck getting that haunted him out of your heads tonight <laughs> Oh my god. Actually, that's my new ringtone, so. (laughs) All right. The other, like, big event in this episode Mm -hmm. um, is Jana, Ginger, Jess, and Jill 
um, going to an ATI conference in Nashville to speak to other girls about courting, friendships, relationships, and siblings. Mm -hmm. The girls they speak to literally look like they're in a cult. They're all dressed like in the same white Mm -hmm. polo or white shirt. And they're just hanging on the girls every words. They are. You can see shots of them. Like they have their open notebooks Mm -hmm. and are like writing down literal like the dribble that is coming out of their mouths, which is like. you know they're not saying anything original this is around the time where the four older girls also like had a couple books i believe i think this was the very beginning of that okay okay before it blew up and published their like growing up duggar shit or whatever okay so there you go yeah beginning of the end i know Okay, so I just like made a note that they take out their laptop to kind of like go over their talking points beforehand. And the notes for Jess's include mentioning how your siblings should be your friends. You should you should read the Bible with your friends, um, memorize scripture together, recommend books to your friends and always be your spiritual focus in your friendships, aka like always be recruiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always be selling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw something under Jana's like, oh, okay. Notes. Yeah. Their notes are pretty weird and disjointed, and there's a lot of grammatical errors. Not that it matters, but... um, Not that I'm surprised. Yeah, not that I'm surprised that they couldn't seem to differentiate when to use than with an A and then with an A. Oh, my God. (laughs) But... um, but Janet, like, she wrote something, and I've I've actually heard this before in, like, certain conferences and things that I used to attend in a different lifetime. Um, But there was something about table floor, and Janet had written... It is much easier for a friend to pull you off a table and onto the floor than for you to help somebody off the floor and onto a table. It's basically like this metaphor that like you shouldn't be friends with somebody less godly than you because it's easier for them to pull you down to their level than for you to pull. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's really fucked up. It's basically like, don't be friends with anybody who you perceive to be beneath you in any way. Yeah. Literally in, in any way, because you will, they'll drag you down to their level. What a cutthroat fucking but like, of course, we didn't see that in the episode. We didn't no, see that no, portion of, of their. Uh, we didn't see talk. a lot. No, in, in the episode of their conference, like I, there was barely any clip of them speaking, and I couldn't find anything else online either of their right thing at this particular conference. But yeah, it's just like what a just like shitty like pseudo spiritual justification for being a fucking snob. Like I know and being like a high school mean girl, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like seriously, there is a part where Jessa. Also, Jessica, at least from what we we saw in like the edited talk, um, Jessica seems to kind of like take the reins on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does seem like um. So Jessica was talking about it a little bit before they went on stage, and she basically told the cameras like, "Yeah, usually we are invited to speak places, and it's my mom and dad who are at the podium, and like." us kids just have to like sing or something at the end but she was like but now we really get to like go front and center mm-hmm. she was beaming like yeah, she yeah, was yeah, so yeah. fucking excited Very and i'm like accurate. she looked like i mean obviously just as good at it like mm-hmm. and it, it feel like this is like the first time she was able to get that dopamine shot of attention yeah. from a thousand people with their eyes on you you know yeah, <laughs> it really sure. the, the instagram habits we see now <laughs> i believe oh yeah yeah they go up on the stage mm-hmm. Jess is clearly taking the lead on this. Yes. Um, um, which, unlike we've said before, it's not surprising because in some of the earlier counting on seasons, she was kind of in charge of just like explaining about the family or where the family's been, like updates, stuff like that. So it's not looking at it like that. It's not too surprising. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, it just shows that her role is, yeah, like you were saying, the um, 
the one who's like holding the Duggar line and being like the narrator. It started yeah. out like his impulses were rooted in some like yeah in probably this and like these book tours and stuff. Oh my god! And then the person who is exactly the opposite of, of that Ginger shitting her pants the she entire looks time. So she looks so. Sc- I will get a screenshot. I will share this on Instagram. She looks so fucking scared. She looks like I she's mean, about to give a report in front of a class. She looks so a screenshot wouldn't fucking do it justice you <laughs> yeah. need to see the video of like, yeah, 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 like yeah. trembling literally yeah. trembling with fear she and like so uncomfortable on it, stage i mean at that point just like don't i want i just like i feel bad because like clearly she was forced to go on stage yeah. she did not go she was not up there of her yeah. own volition right. she was not like this is a thing that i want to actively yeah. engage in and i consent to this practice right. you know um, well like at this point they're being they're Jim Bob is essentially marketing them as a foursome. So, like, she oh, can't yeah. not be a part of it. I know. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I feel like if she was born even like a couple years later, it really is just like, it's the luck of that fucking birth order that they were all four right together. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, Joy was always excluded. She was pretty, she was much, much younger. But yeah, just, like, like later she, she was kind of like wormed her way in, but she was never like a part she of this era. In. Right, right. Yeah. I'm sure Ginger was just like, well, why couldn't I be born after Joe instead of before? I know, Joe? I know. I yeah. felt, I felt for her. She was scared yeah. shitless. Yeah, she looked very uncomfortable, very so uncomfortable, orange yeah. and uncomfortable. Seemed <laughs> <laughs> to be the default state that she existed in yeah. for a while. Okay. Yeah. So they're on stage. Yes. Jana begins her story. Mm-hmm. So when people speculate about the dynamic between Jessa and Jana, this is something that's brought up a lot. Or whenever there's like questions surrounding, like, do you think any of the sisters like secretly hate each other? Or like there's any secret feuds? Like Jess and Jana always get brought up into the mix because I think it started with this particular story. So Jana talks about how when she was seven, Mm -hmm. Jessa couldn't have been older than five, four or five. They were sharing a bunk bed and Jana was on the top bunk. Jessa was on the bottom bunk. And Jessa made a routine of tormenting Jana by like kicking her bed mm. and just being just a fucking punk to her yeah. sister, like yeah. a lot of kids are. Right. Um. She would like pull the blankets off of her and just kind of like it just sounded like she was like a like a little brat, like yeah, like a little brat, little like, like yeah, dick little sister, yeah, yeah, to her oldest sister uh-huh. and her parents offered her no help. Not no. only did not only did the parents not help Jana. What they told Jana to do was they were like, okay, this is how you solve the problem. You go get your most treasured prized possession and you give it to Jessa as like a lesson in like Christian magnanimity and like selflessness, you know, like you give this gift to your sister and you show her that even though she is being mean to you, you love her and you want to be her best friend. Mm -hmm. And this is over 10 years in the future, like from this incident. Over 10 years from this incident, mm-hmm. Janet is on stage recounting the story and cannot get through it because she starts to cry. Crying. She's crying. Like, Just thinking about this memory, like, co- completely choked up, like, can't. Yeah. It's it's odd because obviously we rarely see any emotion from the Duggars. Yeah. Janet specifically is pretty mm-hmm. good at that. And here she is in front of, like, an audience of, like, hundreds of of people yeah openly weeping about something that happened like a, over a decade ago also like 
I just like in any other family, this is like not anything. Like this is normal siblings annoying each other. But yes, like yeah. I I have like countless memories of like fighting with my siblings. I get it. It's like for them, it's like a big thing. But in my mind, I'm just like when you just like step back. This is normal sibling bullshit. Well, that's the thing. I okay. I agree with you. Like the fighting, yeah, completely normal. Like everybody grow, you know, gets yeah. into it, grows out of it. I think that the hurt was specifically coming from the insane reaction that her parents had of like, okay, okay, not fucking helping her and being like, actually, we're gonna like take it a step further and you're gonna have to like sacrifice yeah. a little bit more and like you know she mm-hmm. probably perceived it as like another punishment on top of the torment she was getting on the daily like not to <laughs> segue yeah. it but that, that's, there's a lot there like, yeah 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 I there's mean, a lot there Jana says this line she says there are people that may hurt us there are people that have done things to us and it is our responsibility to forgive and I mean yeah you see this with them with them all the time case in point like the josh molestation scandal i know that's the other thing that i like when i was thinking i mean her tears are pretty like confounding in a certain way because like you said it's not something that you think that you would usually cry over but i think i think it was like the parents response i think it was her having to give up something Mm -hmm. and on top of that i think that her wires were kind of crossed between like resentment over jessa and then this whole family line of like resenting an actual abuser who abused people in the family because like you need to forgive them right it's your responsibility yeah Uh i think like clearly this is a small thing that is touching on a lot of different bigger sensitive nerves yeah you know Mm -hmm. for sure and i know i'd even think that part of her emotion with this is because of her parents' reaction to it and her parents' non-solution. I mean, solution, I guess, for them, but... Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I that's exactly what I think it is. I think yeah. it's, like, emotional abandonment on the part of their parents of, like, you're going through a really difficult time and you're having a conflict and not only are they not going to help you, they're going to force you to forgive, like, right. even harder. And it mm-hmm. seems like, clearly, this is, like, a pattern. Like, that... that yeah. You know, at first mm-hmm. it happened with Jess and then it happened later with Josh. And it probably like, I mean, it, it seems really alienating and isolating. Like, yeah, it's like, I it's agree. like you have no one to fucking turn to and you just have to buck up. And right. Fucking, like, she tried. She tried to turn to her parents and yeah. say, like, what do I do? And this is the answer. This is the solution they gave her. They were just like, fend for yourself and find it in yourself to forgive. Yep. Because, and here's the part that's really telling. When Janet was recounting the story, she's like, because you cannot go through your life having a bad relationship with your sibling because you you're, they're going to be in your life forever. Mm-hmm. Like it just can't happen. But like your children and you're like fighting and whatever. But like, in my mind, like that doesn't mean that you're going to grow up hating each other. You're going to grow up and right. grow up. Right. Yeah. That's where I think that like the wires were crossed with like yeah. her feelings about this and Josh, because yeah. I am positive that that's like a, a line that they return to her parents. Like yeah. you in this thing where like you have to forgive him because he is your sibling for life and like yeah. that you never get out of that relationship, you know? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that it's like seemingly like confusing and then you like dig a little bit into it yeah. and it's like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, pretty heavy. Um, you have like two children. Like this is not, yes. first of all, confirmed that this is not a way that you handle conflict. No, between, like, two no way. I mean, they, they're not really like fighting yet. Yeah. But I was also 
a nanny for 10 years and this is never this is not how you solve conflict between kids ever like no yeah confirm you would have gotten fired if you like went to an older sibling and would be like okay find your favorite toy yeah okay not yours anymore yeah i know that like your little sister's a fucking asshole but give her your ipod go ahead yeah yeah exactly like in the mind of a kid i'm just like thinking about it more like just like from that like in the mind of a kid you're like I don't know, not rewarding your sibling, but you're, you're losing the battle. And then you're like losing something important to you. And I, I don't know. It's just, I know. It's just and sad. It's just yeah. Like, and it also brings to mind like ideas of like favoritism, which is like clearly mm-hmm. something's going on here with like, not like, I would think like, not only are you not like protecting me, but you're, yeah, you're like rewarding the person who is like hurting me. Yeah. You know, this. Like it would definitely make me feel fucking like, Mm-hmm. not very loved and supported in that moment right. like i right. feel like i'd feel like favorites were being played for sure, for sure. you know okay and um how old did they said they're three years apart how old did they say they yeah. were at the time jenna was seven so jessa was four or five okay and so jessa was definitely being prioritized because she's the like adorable Younger, little yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to be fair it it doesn't seem like a lot of her resentments were like in the present at this ati conference were directed towards jessa because like jessa was standing right beside her and I know. She, okay she was kind of like smiling evilly the entire time I know. But, um, like, <laughs> she just looked kind of uncomfortable um yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously because your sister is talking about this like i know dramatic early memory about <laughs> involving you but they actually seem incredibly close now and i think that if jana if and when jana gets married i think that jessa will be the oh, maid yeah. Of oh yeah i could see that I think, like, I don't think that there's a sister to whom Jana is closer than Jessa. Than her, yeah. I mean, just, like, geographically, she's also closer to her. Yeah, exactly. So there's that, yeah. <laughs> it seems like she watches, like, the kids all the yeah, time. And yeah. they work on projects together. And they, they seem very close now. Um, yeah. They also seem, like, people have talked about, they seem very similar in disposition and personality yeah. in terms of being, like, the two most, quote-unquote, willful, like, mm-hmm. strong-minded, like, stubborn daughters, you know? So yeah, and you sure don't get, that- like, too much, usually, like, too much emotion, or they, like, they, like, lay yes. their hands, like, closer to the chest, yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. not, like, they're not at all, like, yeah, open. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, joy or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do see a lot of similarities. Um, yeah. Jess is a Scorpio. Uh, Jan is a Capricorn. <laughs> are those, like, do those... They okay. Those are they're both very like strong and determined personalities okay, to like okay. boil it down to the absolute like most reductionist. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Do we have any final thoughts on this? Oh, okay. Wait. Also, just one last thing about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not over it. Yeah. The Talking Heads, like they interview Michelle and Jim Bob, who mm-hmm. apparently they walked into the conference to like see their daughters at the exact moment that Jana like began crying over yeah. this. And in the Talking Heads, they interview, they they ask, like, the producers ask, what did you think about when you saw, like, your daughter on stage crying? Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, exhibiting any sympathy or empathy for their daughter, who's, like, clearly distressed in public, they were like, I thought it was great. Like, God is really, like, working through her. And it's, just, like, <laughs> another moment of, like, complete, like, no. dissonance between, yeah. like, I just don't understand how parents can react that way to their children. Never. No. Just what a just like emotionally distant, cold and like removed relationship, you know? I know. Oh, for sure. (sighs) Such a weird response. I know. But I mean, like not surprised, I guess. 
not surprised, but it's just like it's one of those things that will make me mad every time that I see it. Yeah, yeah. A parent leaving their kid to just like right because like your normal like inclination is to not do that. Oh God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle and Jim Bob truly aggravate me to no end. But she's Um, won Mom of the Year awards. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I did. I forgot about that. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 Okay. So. After they're done with the conference, they tour around other places in Nashville. Mm-hmm. They go to a place called the Gaylord Opry Hotel and Resort. <laughs> and then it's like introduced as such by like the tour lady at the place. Yes. And then they proceed to never include the word Gaylord in any of their <laughs> <laughs> recollections about. They're just like, yeah, the hotel was great. Like the Opry right. Oh my god! Really assiduously avoiding any use of that word Gaylord, yeah. which is <laughs> objectively a horrible name for a hotel <laughs> or just anything. Like, yeah, yeah. So then they, yeah, they visit the Grand Ole Opry. Um, they take a tour of the dressing rooms. And then they go see the stage um, Mm -hmm. where the Duggars all gather around and sing Amazing Grace, which is also very very haunting. Yeah, yeah. The children singing in the dark to like an audience of zero. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) Honestly, the things that they had to do on the show to get footage to make it to 20 minutes. I know. They were like, you know, it would be a good idea. Let's assemble all of these children and make you sing out into the audience. Um, I know. But yeah, it was, I guess, fine. And also for people who don't know, the Grand Ole Opry is just like this music hall, like a famous yeah, country like music hall historic. in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. So they see that they go to Gaylord yeah. Hotel and Resort. Yeah. So there's like an indoor river and they go on like a boat tour. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's like, it looks really pretty. It looks fun. Um, But like, honestly, the kids are not into it. They look just like tired. Yeah. Well, they've been working all day. They've been they've literally been on set filming. Yeah, yeah basically. From that. I don't know. Yeah. So there ends our episode. For final thoughts, uh, I when we watch more of the older stuff, I do want to like look at Jana and Jess's dynamic a little closer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's more evidence of like, oh, my God, there's wait, maybe be- how there's like a we, – we've like noticed a Jill – ginger feud maybe there was like an analogous like okay guess, like, um janna like kind of tension you know i mean the co- mm-hmm. i think it's i think i think we solved the dynamic between the four girls growing up it was like yeah Jessa and ginger against yeah the, uh, looser alliance of alliance. janna and joe yeah i mean clicks against clicks yeah i know yeah <laughs> yeah and now they've been completely reformed they've been completely like yes i wonder i'd venture to guess that jess is now closer with Jana than she is with ginger yeah yeah ginger's not around. i mean she's moved away yeah even though they have that like weird couple group chat mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I still think that um yeah maybe things have changed yeah but all right, that concludes this episode of Side Hugs. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Side Hugs Pod. Leave us an Apple review, a star. Um, yeah, tune in next week. All right, till then, snark on Mother Duggers. Mm-hmm.